0: $100 million in jury verdicts and settlements for serious injury victims, medical malpractice victims, and surviving family members of wrongful death victims. Trial Lawyers for Justice. This is a firm that does not handle frivolous lawsuits. They go after insurance company money, and they're darn good at it. They don't sell their clients out or settle cheaply. Trial Lawyers for Justice, the firm that goes the distance for you, their client they treat their clients the way you would want your own family members taken care of nicholas rowley dominic Pachota, and the other trial lawyers in the firm at trial lawyers for justice dedicated to representing the people and their families in iowa minnesota south dakota wisconsin illinois california wyoming and many other states trial lawyers for justice 100 million dollars in settlements and jury verdicts already in 2016 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice.
1: Listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today's show is going to be fun because we're going to have two guests on.
2: Yes, we are. We're going to have Vern Glenn, our old friend from local television here in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's a longtime sports anchor, very, very popular, very uh, likable guy, and talk a little Super Bowl with him. And then Bob Rose, an old friend of mine who has worked for many, many years In media relations with the Giants, the A's of Major League Baseball, and the University of California, Berkeley, and Stanford in intercollegiate sports will join us. So Bob has some interesting stories and some great uh, little interchanges about different people he's run into over the years.
1: Excellent. Okay. Um, And since the uh, Super Bowl is tomorrow, uh, we have to do uh, sports trivia on football. That sounds great. All right, and that's what we're going to do. Is at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and if you know the answer, email Edward at sports econ one hundred one dot com the answer, and we'll let you know if. Well, actually, we'll let you know after we come back from breaks what the answer is, so exactly. you'll know whether you got it correct.
2: Yeah, and, and Edwards, I have to say, Edwards' questions sometimes are real. I've been stumped many times.
1: So just a, yeah. just, just a few. We got we got no, to keep interesting me, enough you, to keep you interested. Sing me a few times. Just a couple <laughs> times. Yeah. Every once yeah. in a while, we'll put a uh, a trick question that's like, a, "What's uh." Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's fir- given name. Yeah, that's right. His uh,
2: Lou Alcindor.
1: No. No? His f- his given first name is Ferdinand. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't I, know I asked that. You that. Ferdinand? Ferdinand. Like Ferdinand the Bull? Yeah, Ferdinand the oh, Bull. That's his actually you, his you, first real name. You, you and
2: I are old enough to remember that kid's story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes, yes,
1: we are. Yes, in fact, yes, that, that was are. in The Blind Side, too. They had that. Uh, remember that movie that's with uh, right. Sandra Bullock? That's
3: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All
1: right, so this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over 7.5%. They used to pay 8%, but, you know, rates came down a little bit. That's okay. Secured by Bay Area real estate doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
4: PacificPrivateMoney.com.
5: For those that want to visit San Francisco's legendary Alcatraz Island, planning ahead is a must. As the official website for Alcatraz tours, AlcatrazCruises.com provides the guaranteed lowest prices for Alcatraz tickets, which are now available for purchase up to 90 days in advance. In addition, visitors to Alcatraz will enjoy the added benefit of complimentary access to the current art installation, Shortening, Making Irrational Rational, which is available for viewing through February 2017 from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily
6: with the purchase of a regularly priced ticket. Visit Alcatraz
7: When it's time to get busy on Valentine's Day, celebrate your date the Trojan way. We got condoms galore, and that's for sure. Grab some when you step out to the store. Bearskin, magnum, ants, whatever. As long as you're wearing one when you're together, just wrap it up, wrap, wrap, wrap it up. On Valentine's Day, make sure you wrap it up. Wrap it up this Valentine's Day with Trojan condoms. Available now at your local retailer, Trojan. America's number one most trusted condom brand. Wrap it up, wrap, wrap, wrap it up.
3: Trojan.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm, Ed, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McAllen. And, Bruce, who's our first guest? Well, a guy who worked with us during the first couple
2: of years of this show and uh, is very busily involved in the local sports scene here in the San Francisco Bay Area for many, many years as a television sportscaster, Vernon Glenn. Mr. I, I, you know, I always say that he's got the happy gene because he's one of the most optimistic, positive people I've ever met. And Vernon, everybody's talking about the Super Bowl this weekend, Super yeah, Bowl Fifty One. Well, 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 yeah, what? I got to ask you yeah, yeah. the first
1: question here, sure. Vern. Where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, where are you going to watch the <laughs> Super Bowl, man?
2: I'll be in studio
8: at CBS Five. Nice. Uh, kind of kind of juggling newscast with uh, with one eye, with uh, the other eye on the Super Bowl.
2: There you go. Well, I got to ask you about this game because the the matchup of quarterbacks intriguing enough with Tom Brady going for his fifth and Matt Ryan the. Uh, it looks like he's going to be the MVP of the league, going for his first. I mean, how do you see this matchup? Is, you know, I, Obviously, New England's the favorite, but do uh, you, you think Atlanta's got a decent shot?
8: Well, first of all, I'll say New England's a slight favorite. Slight
3: yeah, favorite. that, that always There's, happens. The threat's only three. It's That's not right.
8: like, uh, it's not that like right? New England's going to go in there, yeah. just, uh, storm the beaches of Normandy, and, 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 and route these guys. That's not going to happen. This one's going to be a high scoring. This was going to be yeah. like a 34-31, 27-24 yeah. uh, potential shootout. Uh, this this could be one of those whoever has the ball last uh yeah. gets to the field position drives, you know, for a shot at at, at, at winning the game as, as 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 time runs out. Okay, I'm going to make right? my
1: I'm going to make my prediction. Uh, New England 37, Atlanta 31. Wow, yeah, high scoring yeah, game. Yeah, okay. yeah, and, and
8: and just and just as soon as you say that you could make you could make a good argument for Atlanta winning that game
1: as sure. well. I, mean, I, I just so don't many, see any subplots yeah. to this game. I mean, yeah. they look good in the championship uh, to get to the Super Bowl, but I, I just well, they were I, playing a
2: much much weaker defense too, yeah. facing a much weaker defense in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I
8: agree. It's funny, it's funny you should say that, guys, because defense is 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 the one thing for for, for both teams that's really come alive since the playoff run yeah. began.
2: Good point. I mean, they. I mean, yeah.
8: they. But both of them have been very stingy on defense, especially on or in in the run game, and they've been able to make just enough plays in the passing game, uh, even even with the two youngins in in the secondary for, for the Falcons, <laughs> yeah. in order to be able to get over. I mean, they just kind of they kind of both go in there and just kind of hold it down, so the offense can get on there and score points.
3: So
1: who that's, it, been, it,
8: that's been their thing?
1: Okay, so from an injury standpoint, Gronk is still out, isn't he?
8: Hey, yeah, he's been out, but but look at Martellus Bennett.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, and, and they Hogan. Haven't, they
8: haven't missed a beat.
1: Yeah, H- Hogan's really all. come up too. But I'm just wondering, like I mean,
8: they're, take, they're taking guys, and they're taking guys that were practice squad guys, like Hogan, yeah, like yeah. Hogan, and, yeah. And, and and making them look like Lynn Swan. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. the system? It it is the system, and Brady just seems to to uh, he he reminds me so much of Montana, bigger, stronger, faster. You know, he's from our area here, and I'm sure over the years, Vernon, you might have had a few interactions with him. I was lucky enough to be on the sidelines during the, uh, some people say if you're a Raider fan, not lucky, Mm. during the Tuck game in the snow, uh, working on the Raider broadcast on the Raider. I was there. I was there. You were there, too. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, talk a little bit about Tom Brady, though, and the, the unusual kind of a personality he is, because he's... He's a fanatic for, uh, you know, his his health regimen is 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 carefully documented. He's married to a supermodel who has to keep herself in shape. He's he's like uh, you know just so focused, very unusual guy.
8: Well, we're fortunate up here in the Bay Area to have known Tom Brady and seen Tom Brady before he evolved to a a a model married uh, nutrition nut. Kind of, kind of guy. Long before that, he was he, he was in high school as, uh, as 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 another terrific athlete in, in the West Coast Athletic League, and he was what we like to call a late bloomer. I can remember covering Tom Brady when he was uh, finishing up at Michigan, and 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 he was at the East West Shrine Bowl, and even the publicist was like, "Well, please." There's Tom over there. He's a local guy Can You please interview him. And we're like, God, ah, no, we're good, thanks. And, and then, and then the draft hits, and he goes in the sixth round. This is a guy that has always he has always played with a huge chip on his shoulder. Mm. He's, he's always been one of those overcome the odds kind of guy. And, and 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 from once once he had that mindset for it and was in an offense that that, that could really go. With Belichick running the show, it's been lights out ever since. Well, he's
1: been uh, healthy you too,
8: being able to play in
3: seven Super Bowls. Mm. Seven. Yeah, I mean,
1: when, uh, I'm trying to remember what injuries has he even had.
2: He's had a couple that have knocked him out earlier in his career, but nothing prolonged. But you know,
1: Vernon, <laughs> it was the Deflate yeah, Gate that really yeah. got him out. Of I,
2: I'd like to ask both you guys this and get your
8: and and and, and, and it's funny you should mention that because okay. Deflate Gate really is the only reason the only reason I'd like to see the Patriots win this game,
3: yeah, because I you. I
8: want to see the squirmy, uncomfortable exchange <laughs> between Roger Goodell, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady. Goodell spent millions of dollars, yeah. millions, going after the Patriots, and 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 like management always is, they keep going until they get what they want. Yeah, so kind of like not what he wanted. He got the four game suspension of Brady, and since Brady came back.
3: Look
2: out. I know. He's had a lot of rest. Yeah. I was going to say, kind of like Pete Rosell and uh, Al Davis back in, in 1980 when the Raiders were a, a wild-card team and Pete had to un, unhappily hand him the Lombardi Trophy. You, know, you, you mentioned that, and I wanted to talk about that with Vernon and you. Mm-hmm. Um, missing the first four games, that they, they won three of those four, but I think that was actually a benefit. It not only lit a fire under Brady, but it also allowed him to uh, miss the rigors of four hard weeks of, of, of play. And so he's fresh. I mean, he goes yeah. into this championship game as if it's like the 15th game of the regular season. How much of a difference does that make for a guy who's 39 years old?
8: I don't think he thinks like that, Bruce. Mm. I think I, I think he was absolutely ticked off that, that he didn't have a chance to play in those four games. Hmm. Like, 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 like he really had part of his life taken away from him. Hmm. I don't think he treated like that at all. Like, oh, I can get healthy and, 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 and take a step back from the game and look at it and come at, come at it a different way. How much did it cost I it was, him? I think he was angry as heck. Missing out on those four games, no game check, none, yeah. none
2: of that. Four is four it, weeks, so that's a quarter of his salary, a regular season yeah. salary, right? Yeah, so whatever it's, he's but making. A guy, a, but a guy
8: like that isn't playing for the money. A yeah. guy like that is, is is playing because he he's just a different beat. He wants to win. No, but that's so, still got to be. I mean, he how, much, how much?
1: How much yeah. does he make per year?
8: God, that's a good. He's got to be. He's got to be close to the twenty million a year yeah. range.
1: Okay, so you're losing five. I don't care how rich you are. If you're losing five million, if you're not making the five million dollars. That's gotta. That, that still gets into your craw. It's one of the
2: many things that gets in your craw. Yeah. probably.
1: I mean, look
3: at look. You're yeah. Getting,
8: but, re- you know, but 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 you know what? You 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 just you you do a cup you do a, couple, you, do a you, you do a couple of Ugg commercials and you make it right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there
8: you go.
2: Hey, I gotta ask you. You know. Uh, I was lucky enough. plus his,
8: bless he's Got his. He's got a supermodel making, sure. I don't know, ten times he is. Oh, I know. <laughs> God, no question.
2: Yeah, I got to ask you. You know, you, you showed up in the Bay Area in the early '90s, right at the tail end of Joe Montana's career. I'm sure you watched him from afar when you were back I east. Did. And well,
8: I, well I, I I got here when he was still playing. Was he, he got still got playing? Okay. Yeah, he
2: he was still around. But what I'm saying is, he you you got a chance to see him, if not, you know, that much in person from afar. And you've watched a lot of Brady. I was lucky enough to cover Montana's teams very closely in the 1980s um, th- There's a lot of similarities yeah. between those two not, not in terms of the physical stature because Brady's a, a bigger, stronger, maybe even faster guy, but the way they operate, the way they're able to look off people and yeah. change things you know so quickly at the line and and make adjustments. I mean do you when you look at Brady, even though there's a different style and a different physique, does it remind you at, at all of Joe Montana?
8: Yeah, a little bit, and 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 maybe Montana being a third round pick, may, may, maybe a little chip on his shoulder too. I mean, he's the guy that had to come from you know fifth string to Notre Dame and work himself you know, up to the ranks, and he was able to win some. You we know, have some great fourth quarter comebacks in South Bend, and to, to to be able to make him a little bit more attractive, and yeah, his second year in, yeah, they go and they you know they win the ultimate prize, but um, but it but but to be able to, but to be able to a defense and, and, and find the soft spots in a defensive zone to put the ball where he needed to but it, 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 it's a gift and that's certainly
1: a gift that both Brady and Montana had. Okay, hey uh, Vern, stay with us for just a second we're going to cut to a quick commercial break all right. Here's our first. Uh, well, actually, we got to say goodbye to Vern. We got to. Oh, that's right, Vern. Yeah, yeah. You got to go. You no, gotta no, 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 no. Now you got me going. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, you
2: can't shut him up. He's okay, like, me. Right. we'll okay. get him on for one more second. Okay. Sure. So here we all go. Right.
1: Which two kickers? We're talking football here. Are tied at four for the record for the most field goals in a single Super Bowl. So two, two different kickers okay. uh, kicked four field goals in a Super Bowl. All right. Which two? Don't touch that dial, Sports econ 101 will be right back.
9: 800 480 5708.
10: Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your
0: your process. Lower your monthly mortgage payments. Save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and our favorite previous co-host, Vern Glenn.
2: Of KPIX Television. We should mention his affiliation in San yeah, Francisco, absolutely. the CBS affiliate.
1: All right. Here is our uh, first trivia question: Which two kickers are tied at four for the record for the most field goals in a single Super Bowl? Want to take a shot at that one, Vern? I'm I'm sort of. Uh,
8: you know, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Adam Vinatieri, and I'll go. uh oh, Jan Stenerud.
3: That's
2: that's a that's a good guess. Really? I, I'm I'm going to go back. Uh, I was going to say Gary you're premium, but I'm not sure about yeah. that. No, it's it's more recent, isn't it?
1: Uh, one no, the one's really old, and one's one really is old, uh, yeah, medium.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you know,
1: I, I know
2: who one of them was, okay. Don Chandler. Yes, Don Chandler, Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers Super game. Bowl two
1: against, against the, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, okay, he, right. so he had four, and the other one is uh more local, more Ray Worshing. Ray Wershing. In Super Bowl sixteen against right. the Bengals. That's
3: right. Okay, great. Yeah,
2: that is great. You know, we're talking with with Vernon Glenn here on uh, Sports Econ one hundred and one, and I got to ask Vernon about we been you know discussing Tom Brady and his greatness cuz he's on the verge of uh, setting an all-time record for for Super Bowl rings with with this would be his his fifth out of uh, eight tries what about uh, Matt Ryan not overlooked i mean he's going to be probably winning the MVP of the league this year but man this kid is and i say Kid, because he's he's a lot younger than me, thirty years old in his prime. What an arm this guy has! What a great group of receivers. So accurate.
8: Unfortunately for unfortunately for Matt Ryan, he plays for a team that nobody talks about.
3: That's true. And uh, and, yeah. and, and
8: and he and 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 there's really not. You know, when you, when you get him in an interview or something like that, there's really nothing about him that's compelling. Mm. And so and so and so because he's a a, a off the field he's kind of a wallflower.
1: Mm.
3: There's
8: really not much. There's nothing really. Lack of a better word, you know, sexy about him mm. you know, to really kind of talk about.
1: See these guys, think. they have to They're, learn after. Rader,
8: there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, that's that Ryan right. is just is just football, football,
2: football. Yeah, he's kind of a, a sort of a chambered nautilus. He just sort of looks straight ahead. Maybe that's the secret to his success. But man, what a group of wide receivers he has at his disposal. I mean,
3: the, yeah,
8: okay. well, Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. I yeah. think Mohamed Sanu is going to be a bigger factor than you think. I yeah. think. Uh, so much is made of Belichick. Oh, give him two weeks to prepare, and he can get after you. And 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 his record does show he's ten and three when he's had two weeks to prepare. Mm. But 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 against the spread, he's six six and one. For those who are interested in that kind of thing,
2: <laughs> and
1: there are a um, lot of people that are.
8: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, if um, I if I was the if I were the agent for these players, I tell them, say, listen, guys. I know I don't, I'm not trying to tell you how to act, but if if you want to make money outside of football, you got to learn to do something with your personality. Yeah. You know, I mean, to kind of a little bit more excitable, you know, so you can get the endorsements. Well, and
2: Brian Bosworth was a failure as a player, but he had a, an outsized yeah. personality that yeah. kept his. You know, maybe he didn't have a long career, but he he kind of breathed some life into it. And, and I think Vern well, makes I, a good point.
8: I, I have inside knowledge on that one. I mean, not every agent is uh, not every agent is apt to that and not every agent has those kinds of connections mm. to, to 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 get that kind of personality out of that uh, out of that particular mm. player. And, not, and, and and not every player is, is compelling and, 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 and want to be something that they really aren't.
3: Hmm.
8: But, uh, but 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 guys like Tom Condon, some some of the other top eight who who have who have kind of like a toe in the water in the entertainment sector, those guys can do that. And as those guys that get they can get their clients, you know, the endorsements and the commercials and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whoever, whoever represents paid Manning, boy, they're just mm. they, they just they just live off of him. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's
1: interesting? You mentioned Brian Bosworth. Do you know that he was smart enough to buy a disability policy before he got before hurt? Before he got hurt, and and it paid off. I don't know, it was like five million. And back then, yeah, five million was a lot of money. Problems, yeah, I shoulder think, yeah. problems. Yeah, but, both, uh, both of them. But yeah. he just, I don't think he necessarily. Uh, he didn't necessarily insure his shoulders. He hmm. just insured, hey, if I can't play football because I get hurt, I get paid. And yeah, and, uh, yeah but they
8: all they, they all have that. The team has one, and then hmm. and if they're smart enough, they uh, they they take a lot of their of, of, of their signing bonus and they get one as well. Yeah, but I mean, a, 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 any any good agent will make sure his client has one. Yeah, from. but
1: Brian Bosworth back then, though, I, how many of them bought it back then? Yeah.
8: Yeah, well I mean that was I mean it was, it was the eighties. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't eighteen eighty. 89.
1: Well, yeah, but also you gotta find a, an insurance company that yeah. would do it. You know, Lloyd's London is about the only one that I yeah. know of. But,
8: well, I, yeah. I, I don't really know insurance companies, you know, well enough to be able to yeah.
3: do that.
8: But I, I just know I just know of an agent is is, is is a good agent. They're going to make sure their client is protected because they
1: know they want one hit away from them. Oh, yeah. That, sure. Can you imagine how much that's going yeah. to cost? It's going to cost the arm hundreds leg, leg. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Of it, yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, you know, switching gears a second, you, you said something earlier that intrigued me, and it, it, it's something I've always thought about. Atlanta as a sports town, it's just and a, no denigration to the people who live down there. I don't want to knock them, but it's just it's a strange place. You've been there enough times to cover games. I have, too. And there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of passion there. Maybe it's because the only team that's been very Braves. successful has been yeah. the Braves. And they don't, you know, even during their great years, they sometimes didn't sell the place out. What is it about Atlanta, which is a great, vibrant, excitable, powerful city? Well, that I, just...
8: I've been to Atlanta a jillion times. Yeah. First thing you, the first thing you have to tell yourself is Atlanta and that region, it's, it's, it's not really geared for pro football. Mm. It's still a college football area. It's, mm. we're, we're talking about Southeastern Conference. Football and basketball, and those those two things are king.
2: And NASCAR half, too. When she said half Sun? hour away yeah. from
8: Atlanta, yeah, Athens, Georgia, where the University of Georgia is. But at
2: NASCAR is a big deal down there Georgia, too, isn't it?
8: Georgia football is king. Atlanta sure. does draw its fan base, much like the San Jose Sharks draw its own fan base. Hmm. But that, but, the, but, the, but that really is that, 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 that. I mean, college football
3: is it's where it's at.
1: Have yeah. the Atlanta Hawks ever Atlanta won? Is.
2: They've never won a championship. As a matter of fact, the won. old no, they, St. No, Louis Hawks—they've Hawks never won a championship. They've never even been in the finals. Uh, you know, they've had some good teams. They had a very good team a couple of years ago, but you know, and there is a, a cult following for them. I, as, as you mentioned, you've been down there a lot more than I have, Vern. I've only been there maybe a half dozen times. But maybe it's because the teams, you know, outside of the Braves, haven't had a whole lot of success. When you look at the Warriors, for you know the better part of two decades, they were they were a joke. Now they're the toast of the league, and everybody's talking about them here in Northern California and around the country. So maybe that's the key. Is you know, they just had bad management. Uh, made a lot of bad choices with draft no, picks. No, it's just
8: that you know, it's just it's just that area the co- I mean, it's just the it, 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 Atlanta has been kind of a transient play business wise because uh, a, a, a lot of companies have moved their headquarters there because it's not as expensive as other Atlanta and 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 and, and Charlotte, North Carolina. It's not quite as expensive cost of living wise as everywhere else, and, and there's a whole lot of people. Uh, from, from from somewhere else that live in the Atlanta area. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a city that's annexed a lot of the county. So 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 it's even a larger city than it used to be. And um and 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 there are there are people that that have really that have really tried it to to to, to make it a pro town. Hmm. They tried to get a hockey team going there with the Atlanta Flank. That didn't work. The the Atlanta Hawks were there, but they originated in St. Louis. They were St. Louis Hawks with right. Atlanta. And 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 the Braves, I mean they you know they it, it, it was it was almost blasé until they could make the playoffs. Now they're now they're on their third stadium. What in the last what twenty
2: years? Yeah, that's the thing that amazes me. How did they get these new? This, the the football stadium is being rebuilt. The baseball stadium is being rebuilt, and they were both built in the nineteen nineties for crying out loud.
8: Yeah, and now now the Falcons are going to get a new house. As, yeah, as, as well. So, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, you know, it. it, it but, but, but those 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 Atlanteans are, are, are are proud folk and uh and and they 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 enjoy their lifestyle they enjoy their their their, their southern hospitality and mm-hmm. and uh and, and great uh you know that uh, 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 southern food and and that's
1: They're, they have to teach Tampa how, Bay how to how draw fans <laughs> Yeah, in fact, I guess if the Falcons hadn't been having a good year, the thing is those uh, stadiums, they were in planning process for a long time. Yeah, but they
2: get get the the, the local communities to kick in, which amazes me, Vernon. How do they do that with a sort of a blasé attitude? Uh, You know, they get these huge multi-million dollar uh, facilities. Built every twenty years, yet the the fan base seems like it's uh, kind of lukewarm and
1: tepid, as you and, mentioned. And how how much of the tickets are not that much? are no, they? I well, think so. I
2: mean, there was it,
8: there was a time when the Braves it was it, it, it was a good you know it was a good business model, and a lot of people followed with the Braves. Oh yeah,
1: eleven years in a row they made and, the playoffs, and, yeah.
8: and they they were very good at developing their pitchers. And uh, you know it's just just the ebb and flow. Just you know they they kind of fell back, and other teams moved forward, and and uh, this, this this just kind of hasn't been their time as of as of late, but. You know, it, the, the, the 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 graphic curve will fall in their favor at, at at some point moving forward.
2: Well, they've won one. They've had one championship in all those years. The Braves were in the playoffs. They only won one World Series. That was uh, right after the strike year, and so a lot of people didn't pay attention. But as you mentioned, but, Vernon, but, but Atlanta could
8: cut crack back and go well. You had the Oakland Raiders. All those AFC Championship appearances in the 1970s. How many Super Bowls did
2: you get? Yeah, that's true. Well, they got they yeah. got two. Uh, one actually was in 1980. So yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. It's uh, yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange city. But I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for a good game on Sunday. I really am, and I think that's the key. I mean, we've been lucky since the. Uh, start of the new century. It seems like more often times than not, these games have been fraught with tension and yeah. exciting moments, and uh, there've been some some classic battles. Uh, the you know starting w- in two thousand with the Rams' uh, great win over uh, McNair Titans. and the Titans, yeah. where the Titans almost pulled it out in the final seconds of play. So maybe we'll see something that's uh, similar.
8: Yeah. Well yeah. this 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 has been this has been the year of the I would say the the, the unexpected, and if you look back. Uh, Clemson beat Alabama in the national championship. Oh, that was great game. game. The Cubs won the World yeah, Series, yeah, for me yeah. yeah.
1: sakes. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers
8: Cleveland down from three yeah. one to be the Golden State Warriors. So, so a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of the unthinkable has happened, and and and, and that could sway in the Falcons' favor. I just, I just want to see which defense is going to rush for drop, uh, drop seven. And and uh, let's see
3: who makes the mistake. That's, gotcha. that's what I want to see. All right, well,
2: right so boss. Thanks so for, much for joining us. We really enjoy having you on any, anytime you're available. Yeah. Thanks, Vern. Well,
3: guys, you guys are my brothers. All right. All right. Thanks, Vern. I'll,
2: I'll come running. Doctor, <laughs> sir. <right>. You <laughs> the right. man, as they say. Yeah. Right. He's a great he's, guy. He's good guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Quick question before we yeah. go to break. And who we'll, the holds the record? Now, I hope this is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> who holds the record for the most consecutive games started? Again, we're talking football. Started or
2: you're talking about regular season? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Good question. Good question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
5: For those that want to visit San Francisco's legendary Alcatraz Island, planning ahead is a must. As the official website for Alcatraz Tours, AlcatrazCruises.com provides the guaranteed lowest prices for Alcatraz tickets, which are now available for purchase up to 90 days in advance. In addition, visitors to Alcatraz will enjoy the added benefit of complimentary access to the current art installation Shortening, Making Irrational Rational, which is available for viewing through February 2017 from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily with the purchase of a regularly priced ticket. Visit Alcatraz Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Uses directed. Welcome back
1: to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan, my co-host. Second trivia question, who holds the record for the most consecutive games started?
2: You know, I was going to say Jim Otto, because I know Jim started, for the Raiders, I believe, 15 straight years. But I doubt if it's him. I think it's somebody more recent. So yeah. Perhaps a kicker?
1: No. Uh, it, is, it is a quarterback. And again, I, I'm i going to trust my sources on this one, but it's Peyton a quarterback. Manning? No. No. But it, you're close. Oh. I mean, uh, Eli Manning? No. No. Brett Favre. Brett? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brett, Brett Favre. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 297 Brett Packers, 1992
2: to 2010. And a nightmare for the 49ers to face. Yeah, he beat them three times true. in a row in the playoffs before they finally pulled one out. Well, speaking of uh, forces of nature, we've got a guy on the phone here who is a, a good friend of mine. I've known him for over 30 years. He has had an unusual career and a very, very blessed one in that he has worked with not only the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland Athletics as their media relations director, but he had similar posts, at the University of California, Berkeley, with their athletic department, and at Stanford University, and in between all this, uh, Bob Rose, who was our guest, worked in uh, you know worked in pro football, worked in Florida. But uh, Bob, good to have you with us. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you right off the bat. I want to I want to ha- get you to tell ta- tell us some stories about some of the people you've crossed paths with. But I got to get your opinion. You know, you're an outsider for, as we are on this subject. What did you think of this whole, you know, Raider uh, situation where suddenly all of the talk about moving to Las Vegas has just has suddenly just dropped off the table with uh, Sheldon Adelson the the casino mogul dropping out? I mean, this is a strange story that just has so many twists and turns. What's your read on it?
7: Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm on the outside looking in, which is not uh ideal to really get a grasp, but I mean, all I can tell you is in following the story even early on, I I had questions not only in terms of having a casino owner involved, but I think the other thing that really hasn't been mentioned nearly enough is there was going to be a, a major relocation fee. Yeah, and that was another. I mean, we're talking you know what is it? That, I don't know. what Five hundred uh, million. Was it six hundred million? Five
3: hundred million. Yeah.
7: That hasn't even been reported in the in the stories. Yeah. I'm not sure why. That's almost real money. They're not going to allow them to move for free. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it sounds uh, every day. It's sounding less light.
2: Yeah, it's it's a crazy situation. Weather well, Raiders have been down this road before. We all know it. But I got to ask you. You know, Bob uh, was blessed, was lucky enough, I think, to come back to the Bay Area in 1993 with the San Francisco Giants, who at that time had just changed ownership, had almost moved to Tampa. Uh, they had new owners. They brought in uh, Dusty Baker as the new manager. They brought in Barry Bonds as the big uh, free agent prize, six-year deal. And you joined the team. Pat Gallagher, of course, was still there, the, the great promotional and um, front office guy. You had Al, Al Rosen had been there. Then you brought in Bob Quinn, and Brian Sabin was waiting in the wings. I mean, everything, it was almost like everything was in place for a dream season. What was that like? And how was it, what was it like dealing with Barry Bonds for the better part of eight years? How was that uh, experience uh, for you?
7: Well, I I will say this. It was a great time to join the Giants for for a lot of reasons. Uh, My wife and I uh, were living on the East Coast, and I was working in New York. Uh, But being a Northern California native, uh, you know, once you leave here, your your heart is always throbbing. You always want to come back. And uh, and, and not only that, but to come back to a team that was my childhood team. Uh, You know, I'm sure... You know, you can feel the same way. You see some of these great giants, especially in the the '60s, and and I was a young kid watching Mays, McCovey, Maris, Shapito. So So it was, it was kind of neat to come back and to come back at a time that they really were trying to, you know, make a major transition from having a a venue that was not very fan friendly to uh, you know opening a new ballpark. Downtown,
1: Sanford. you're talking about going from Candlestick Park to the AT&T yeah. Park, yeah. and you made that transition,
2: and that that was special. And it, we're, we've seen a whole new era of baseball. But along the way, you know, Bonds was the the sort of the transcendent figure, the you know, polarizing figure in a lot of ways. We got to know him pretty well, and you know, I always had good experiences with him because I dealt with him just strictly with baseball. But you know, you saw both sides of Barry, good and bad. You know, how would you characterize this guy? And I, Do you feel like he belongs in the hall? Because I'm one of the the people out there who say if you're going to bring in Pudge Rodriguez and Jeff Bagwell, who probably did steroids, Bonds and Clemens should be there as well.
7: Well, first I would say that Barry was his. And I've had a lot, I've been fortunate. I've had a lot of stars that I've been able to publicize over the years. And of course, the really great ones, they don't. They don't need a lot of help in publicity because their their talent uh really creates their following and, and such and I've had John Elway, I've had Steve Young, I was fortunate even at Cal to have Aaron Rodgers, but Barry Bonds in, in a lot of ways might have been the biggest star and he and with that came a star mentality. Um and uh you know, it's no secret. He was a he was a challenging personality, there's no doubt. He was not an easy guy. To work with. It's a very
1: diplomatic um, way of putting
6: it.
7: <laughs> I, mean, he kinda, I mean, he's probably a really interesting psychological study because mm. I think he genuinely, uh, what, what we found about Barry Bonds was he really didn't care what people thought. <laughs>
3: he,
7: was, he was focused on playing baseball, and uh, I think he kind of felt that he always had to have his guard up, that that was how he was going to be able to deal with the expectations and the pressure and all the rest.
1: Well, remember, you know, not only, you know, was he a superstar, but his dad was a really good baseball player, and I don't know how many players have their dads, you know, that were also in baseball, right?
7: Right. And I think, well, I think I, sometimes I felt sorry, for Barry, because I think there were things because of the way he grew up. um, He didn't think it was anything special to be a major league baseball player or to To uh, you know, he he, as a kid, he grew up in the clubhouse, Um, and because of that, I I'm not sure if he really appreciated you know what most kids would have a dream to play major league baseball, and they're wide eyed, and you know they're watching his every move, and I'm not so sure he really connected with that. He didn't get that because that isn't how he grew up. But uh, but anyway, to answer your question, I can say this. He's the toughest person I've ever dealt with um, because the demands were great by the media, and he was not someone who enjoyed doing media interviews. Yeah. Um, and he also, you know, I think I, you find this, and it's not just the players. I dealt with general managers. You deal with, you know, high-level people that are under a lot of stress, and they're going to blow off some steam from time to time. And, um uh, the people that I've enjoyed working with—they um, blow off steam, and and you're sometimes right, in, <laughs> right in their path. But uh, once they've kind of blown off their steam, uh, you know they're human beings. I mean sure. they come in and apologize, and and they appreciate that you're tolering, tolerating how they deal with stress. Um, but to get get to the Hall of Fame, I, I don't know. I'm first of all, I, I I've been a very um, what would I say a purist. Uh, through all this, uh, and that comes, I think, a lot because, first of all, baseball uh, and baseball fans, long-time baseball fans, you know, do appreciate I mean, It is a lot about numbers. It is about achievement, and, um, you know, I grew up, I'm old enough that I grew up, and, and I saw all those great players, especially in the National League in the 1960s, guys like Frank Robinson, uh, Willie Stargell, all these guys, and I think... Because so much is, is is numbers driven when they start to vote people into the Hall of Fame, they really, to me, I much you know I kind of agree with Bruce Jenkins with the Chronicle. It, it isn't even about numbers. You 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 know of a guy's a Hall of Famer just by who he is, how he carries himself. You you know you, you, you may not have, you may have some problems defining it, but you know it <laughs> when mm. you see it. You see it and you see that somebody is special. Um, and but I also feel that. I have felt over the years that a lot of the numbers were starting to be put up because of steroids, whether it was McGuire, whether it was Sammy Sosa, whether it was Barry Bonds. Um, I felt that it was cheapening the achievements of, of people who were in the Hall of Fame, and they were measuring up their statistics to theirs, and it really is apples to oranges.
1: Well, Bob, I got a quick question for you. I wonder, like, because Bruce mentioned this, and it got me to thinking, I wonder how many guys are in the Hall of Fame who just didn't get caught
7: right.
1: you, doing, some, you know, doing some untoward things. Yeah. I
7: think that I think it's legitimate. I do think that it, it it's kind of interesting. I don't know. It seems like 1998, 1999 was kind of the time that you started to see physical changes in people. You started to see, you know, in the case of Barry. Uh, who who reminded me more of Willie Mays when I first saw him with the Giants because he he hit home runs, but, you know, he didn't hit mammoth home runs. He just hit home runs, and he was a great line drive hitter. Um, but when the ball started going, you know, 50 feet further uh, and and obviously come back and you're 30 or 40 pounds heavier than you were yeah. the year before – uh, but to answer your question, I mean, I don't know if there's any before '98 that that would. But I do feel. I mean, I was really a purist. I'm I'm going to say was because I'm going to uh, update my feelings. But I think I was really in a position where I said, you know, um, you you cheated the game, um, as Bob Kosh has said so eloquently. Uh, you're putting up cartoon numbers <laughs> and in a lot of ways it was it became World Wrestling Federation i mean it, it was a different game it was it was fun to watch it was it was mind blowing to watch that that matchup uh, with Eric Gagné and yeah. bonds at a time when he turned on the 100 whatever it was 101 Wow, that. so so from that standpoint yes great but i also felt that that truly wasn't their level of achievement they was yeah. an enhanced
2: yeah, it's interesting. You you bring that up because I I remember vividly you you talked about Bonds and he was physically much different and yet at right. the same time that era uh, kind of brought the fans back. There were probably a good fifty percent of the baseball fans that oh, no that left the game and oh no, no Ironically, it was this cartoonish kind of baseball yeah. that you talk about, which I agree with you, uh, yeah. brought the fans back, and now the game is yeah. is more uh, more. <laughs> but popular then also than you other. wonder I,
1: like I, if you network. had. If if you That's had a uh if you had a pitcher, right, who doing steroids right. too, then it's like it does that kind of balance out right. The, right. the batter. Right,
7: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that. I mean, I think of course, you know, the, all, the argument is always it's the same argument you always try with your parents, you know, that the, you know, Scotty Scotty's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right? I mean, you go through That's that. right. But I think now, I think what has happened is Uh, uh, even though it's a different committee that's selected, um, you have to look at not only Bud Seeley, who definitely has been a lightning rod in this, but Bud Seeley, but also, you know, I'm not trying to take away any of their achievements, but if you take a look at Tony Larusa, you take a look at Joe Torrey, and uh, I'm not so sure as much about Bobby Cox, because I don't remember the Braves as being big violators in this area, although I'm not sure about Shipper, but the point being is, Um, They benefited greatly, and they're in the Hall of Fame Mm, because of players who have some steroid connection. So so they're in. Now, that was a different committee that voted them in. And so now you've got players that clearly are now getting in, and there is some documentation Mm. or there is some evidence. Um, And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, we knew this when this was going on. That, you know, when Bonds was approaching Hank Aaron's home run record and, you know, he was going to pass Willie Mays and pass Babe Ruth, you knew this was going to be a messy era. knew mm. yeah. you, you knew then this isn't going to work exactly the way... You know, it should work.
1: Hey, Bob, Uh, could you stay with us for just a a quick break? Okay, because we're just going to have to take a a, a quick break. Okay. Here's our uh, last trivia question is, who holds the NFL record for the most combined, and this includes punt return and kickoff return touchdowns in a season? All right, that's our question. question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question, when we come back from uh, commercial break, We're going to continue on with Bob for just a little bit and have to say goodbye and we'll answer that question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
5: call the cesi debt helpline right now for a free confidential debt review 800-957-6063 800-957-6063 welcome back to sports econ 101 last time for today i'm edward brown your host along with
1: bruce mcgowan Last trivia question: Who holds the NFL record for the most combined, which includes punt return and kickoff return touchdowns in a season?
2: I'm gonna let Bob try to take a shot at that, and, I, and I, if he can't answer it, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give oh, it a try. Uh,
6: that's a tough one. Yeah, uh, Percy
7: Harvin.
2: No. Rocket Ishmael? No. no.
1: Devin Hester. Devin Hester. Yeah, the Bears. Six oh, combined yeah, touchdown right. returns. Four he had a, punt and two kickoff. He had that
2: great little run there for yep. a while. Well, Love listen, that. really enjoyed having Bob Rose on. I'm sorry, we're we're having to cut things short. Bob, of course, long-time PR uh, guy with the Giants, the A's, Cal, and Stanford, and uh, it's just been a pleasure knowing you all these years, Bob. But more importantly, uh, we're going to ha- we're going to have you on again to tell some stories about your experiences. But fun, absolutely fun talking about a little baseball there in the in the uh, the steroids uh, era. Yeah, appreciate you being with us.
1: Th- thanks again, Bob,
2: for uh, joining I appreciate us. Appreciate it. Too. Enjoyed it. All right. All right, man. Take Bye-bye. care. Here. Care.
6: All right. All right, Bob.
2: Bob's a good guy. He's one of those guys that uh, you know when you're covering sports, you you want to be able to have a good relationship with somebody who can get you interviews if if you're going to try to get somebody who's difficult, and Bob is the best.
1: He was excellent. Yeah. We'll definitely have him on again. Yeah. All right, so here's our thoughts for the day. Dale Earnhardt said, you win some, you lose some, and you wreck some. You wreck some, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I get the truth. And, 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 yeah, and really, especially in his case. Yeah. yeah. And Dimitri Martin said, I'm trying to remember who he was. Okay, he said, I used to play sports. Then I realized you can buy trophies. Now I'm good at everything.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that, too. Yeah, that's good. Where do you All get right. these quotes, anyway?
1: Uh, I, I, I look on the internet. And if it's uh, on the internet, it's got to be true. It's got to be that's true. Right. Yes. No oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. No alternative facts. That's right. Alternative facts. Okay. Yeah. So, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. Why? Because we're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. Well, we try to do from the business perspective. Sure. We try to squeeze that in once in a while. Yeah, of course, we have good guests. Sometimes it's sports business, sometimes it's just sports. But uh, we always try to give a different perspective than just, gee, did you see the fastball last night? Did you see the Warriors last night? All right, we're going to ask some more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.